Hi, my name is John, and this is my good buddy Andy, and you're listening to the Packers Blitz Podcast. This podcast is done by two die-hard Packer fans who survived the dark times of the 1980s of Packers football and live to talk about it. And this podcast is dedicated to the world's greatest fans, Packer fans, and I always say this, football's here, baby. Yeah, baby. So, Andy... Why don't you reintroduce us? Because we've gotten some new people listening to us, and especially from Texas. Thank you so much. Andy, why don't you uh, kind of a little bit talk about why we do this podcast? Yeah, I wasn't going to bring it up, John, but yeah, the Cowboys just traded for Trey Lance and gave up a fourth-round pick to San Francisco. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Another time where Jerry Jones overspends. <laughs> this time a draft oh, pick, so... We're going to bring that up since you mentioned yeah, yeah. it. So, well, yeah, but that's probably, we probably don't have a whole lot of Cowboy fans listening to this no. podcast. It's probably <laughs> Packer fans, so we'll probably no, move we on. Do that. Right, exactly. So uh, this is our, uh, you know, this is our 34th uh, Packers Blitz episode. And since it's our 34th and we're a third of the way to 100, uh, we thought that we would take this opportunity to repeat for our new listeners and everybody else that listens to us, why we do this. And so, hello, I'm Andy. Uh, most importantly, I do Packers Blitz because I love the Packers. I love uh, taking my Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, and sometimes even Fridays and Saturdays to watch NFL football. I love amazing athletes, the competition, the camaraderie, and the game itself. I also love fantasy football, so I love watching all the players that play for my fantasy teams. I have three of them, by the way. Um, I not only uh, love the Packers, but I like to root for the other players and teams as well uh, that I respect and enjoy. In addition, I love doing this podcast with my good buddy, John, who I met during uh my broadcasting slash communications days at the University of Wisconsin-Platteville and uh, living on the first floor of the same dorm, which was McGregor Hall together. Uh, I love talking about my uh, favorite team and discussing the Packers with John like we are just, you know, in a bar having a few brewskis. Uh, it allows me to avoid therapy due to my traumatic experiences <laughs> that I have had watching the Packers during the 1980s. So this is this has been great. So I don't have to go back into therapy. So yeah, yeah, we're Ab we're used to winning lately, John, which is great. The last yeah. you know, 35 years or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So that it's been mm -hmm. really lot of fun and hopefully that continues this year too and with yeah. uh, jordan love as our new quarterback so yeah so john why don't you take it away and why don't you yeah. you know explain why uh why this is so important to you and why uh this is so much yeah. fun for both of us yeah it, it's it, like andy talked about pretty much everything you know the why i love but i love it for a, um also different reasons is that the Packers, to me, are a team that really never gets the credit they deserve. And, you know, there's if you've ever been to Lambeau or going to go to Lambeau, Lambeau, by far, is 
the cathedral, the Notre Dame, the whatever you want to say, the 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 Mount Rushmore, whatever your favorite uh, place that you're thinking that has to deal with like America and symbolizing greatness. It is when I go there, I still get the chills. I've been going to Packer games for the past 20 years. And each time I get the chills going there. It's just, if you're not a Packer fan, God forbid you're a Bear fan, Viking fan, whatever. <laughs> I've heard them go there and Viking fans and Bear fans and whoever else and and just go like, wow, this is, this is you know, I, I can't even put it into words. Um, and I think with Green Bay too, remember, we don't have an owner. And I know... Sometimes that can be a pain because you don't have somebody to kind of pull the trigger and say, uh, you know, let's change this. Let's do that. But like Andy just mentioned with Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones is part of the problem, in my opinion, of why the Cowboys have not won another Super Bowl since 95, whatever. Right. That's my opinion. So remember, everyone in the community, they rely on the Packers. They rely on this football team. And you meet Packer fans like us, right, who survived the dark times of the 80s, who still watch them. Now, how many fans do you know who would sit with a team that has been terrible for years? And, you know, when all these different options are available for fans out there, right? And, and that, to me, is what makes a true Packer fan. Win or lose. You know, we've been spoiled, yes, with Favre and Rodgers. Um, we've had some great times together, great memories. And to me, that's why I do this. I get to be with my good buddy who I've known for, well, like, I think 30 years, <laughs> something like that. And we, like I said, it's therapy for us because we watch a lot of games together and we've kind of, you know, been happy and sad and, and gone through all these different emotions. So we try to bring, like Andy said, we try to bring our emotions into this. This is not a podcast to listen to for facts and stats, even though I call Andy our stat guy who brings some great information. This is the podcast to listen to. Yes, you'll get some of this with stats. And yes, you get some of this with passion. And yes, you'll get two guys who are good friends, who love each other, who just love the Packers too. So this is the podcast for you. If you just don't want to hear uh, you know, we've talked this on previous episodes, Andy, like on ESPN, where they just argue and they fight and they think that's good sports. And I'm like, no, that that's stupid. I don't want to see two people fighting. If I want to see that, I'll go upstairs and argue with my wife. I mean, what am I doing? Good, good point, John. Yeah, Very right. Good you point. know what I'm saying? So you want someone, you know, who just loves sports and, and he can talk about it and yeah, we're homers. We totally admit it, but it's called Packers Blitz. is isn't called NFL Blitz. It's called Packers Blitz. So again, you're a Packer fan. You want to hear some things, you know, that maybe you won't hear in other shows too. So again, thank you so much for joining us. And like I said, also support it. It's just Andy and I, we're just a small little podcast and we need all the support we can get. So Wherever you listen to your favorite uh, podcast episode of Packer Blitz, whether it be Apple, Spotify, iHeart, YouTube, wherever, hey, just 
support us because we're going to continue doing this to the wheels fall off. That's the way I look at it. And because I just, I just enjoy it. So that's my spiel. <laughs> As you can see, I'm very passionate and love talking about it. And I am excited for this upcoming season. Um, I've seen some good things uh, and we'll talk about that uh, when we get to the game recap and everything. Uh, anything else you wanted to add, Andy? Yeah, not to get too sentimental, John. We've known each other over 35 years. <laughs> so, yeah, 35 years. Right. So, and I jotted down a few things while you were talking about the Packers that kind of popped into my head. And we aren't going to talk about this for too long. But basically, I wrote down, you know, the Packers are about tradition. Uh, their organization is actually, right now, is really well run. Um, we have a loyal fan base, really loyal fans. Very um, that's why they call them fans. They're fanatics. Uh, and right. I have no problem with that. You love your team, show it. And uh, our fans yeah. do. Um, and then, you know, Green Bay kind of has that small town feel to it. Yeah. It's not a very, very large city or, any, or anything. And so uh, that's kind of endearing it to it, unto itself. But, um, yeah, that's kind of things that popped into my head. Nice. nice. So, so let's get to quick Packer news. Um, everyone's asking about Rashawn Gary. Yes, he's back, sort of. <laughs> um, he should be back for the, the game against the Bears, but do not expect him to be playing. Uh, well, he's going to be on a pitch count. I hate to use a baseball term, but that's what he's going to be on because you cannot rush him back. He is our guy to make the sack machine uh, work and run, okay? And he has shown a lot of rust, according to what I've heard, yeah. when he's come yes. back. So, and, and that's hard. You cannot, people, just, just to be clear, you're a professional football player. When you step on that field, it's like everyone's doing 100 miles an hour, and if you're not doing 100, it shows. It really, really shows. So that means... Just everybody slow down. He's not going to get like five sacks or anything like that. It'd be love in his first game, I should say. He's going to come in and be this dominating presence. He might, but I doubt it. So, you know, everybody calm down. Um, Eric Stokes is another problem, though. He is still not off the PUP list. He's still having some issues with his knee. Um, and I don't know. That's going to be... We're going to have to wait and see on that one because he's not um, not to be rushed. He's a cornerback, and he, he can't be on one leg. You can't be in a corner, uh, in, you know, be his cornerback in the NFL and be on one leg. It, it doesn't work. So we'll see. Hopefully he'll make it back. If not, my opinion would be to shut him down and keep him off the field until he's 100% and ready to go. That's just my opinion. Uh, I, I just don't want the kid to go out and ruin his career because I think he has a lot of stuff uh, in his tank where he can uh, help us, especially he showed in his rookie season how well he can play. And then when his injury started to happen, well, there you go. He started to drop off. So that's just some little bit of news here and there. We're going to get into a little more news about other things kind of related to this uh, about some players and stuff. It, but, it also helps John that Carrington Valentine is looking like a gem yes, of the draft seventh that. round draft pick cornerback. He looks like he can make some plays and he looks like a yes, really good player. I got that yes, diamond in the rough. So that, that, that yes. helps. 
that helps was, a lot. So you can you can so, you can afford to bring him back slowly. Yes, so. yes, no, no rush. So before Andy, you get into your takes takeaways and observations. We're gonna go straight into the preseason game recap: Packers versus Suckhawks. I mean Seahawks. No, you can say Suckhawks. I gotta I gotta get a rant out before you go into your whole your observation. I just gotta get a rant out really quick. I know you're probably letting me save it, but I can't take it anymore. I gotta get it out. Pete Carroll, by far, (laughs) is on my list. It's Tom Brady, Pete Carroll. And the reason I don't like Pete Carroll is because, first of all, he ruined the USC program. So if you're a college football fan, USC is slowly making it back. They are better now. But he destroyed it, and he got away with it. Then he comes to the Seahawks, and during their Super Bowl years and everything, they got caught with performance-enhancing drugs. They got caught with some other uh, things that the NFL said, hey, you're not supposed to do. He got away with it. Two, he's 71 years old. Why he's still coaching at 71, I don't know. You, maybe you'll love it, and that's fine. I don't have a problem there. That's great. Coach to the, wheel, the wheels fall off, right? But <laughs> this is the thing that really stood in my crawl. He had... Drew Locke play almost to the end of the game on uh, Saturday. And the reason it stuck in my craw was because I'm like, well, hold on, hold on here. <laughs> he is the backup to Geno Smith. And Geno Smith has been known to get hurt. Okay. He's had an injury up and down, you know, NFL career. So if, if Geno Smith uh, gets hurt, Drew Locke. <laughs> Is your quarterback, and so if he would have got hurt on Saturday, what do you what are you thinking? Uh, that was the first thing. I I'm like yelling at the TV, like, what are you thinking? You know, this is really stupid. The other thing that stuck in my craw was that he was near the end of the game playing to win the game. Now I know you're probably listening to me and going, well, yeah, he's got to play to win the game. Well, first of all, if you said you're an idiot. Okay, that is a meaningless preseason game that if you get key players hurt or backup players hurt, you're screwed because there isn't enough, you know, I would say talent in the NFL right now that to to take a second string and make him a superstar first string. It rarely happens. So to me, he's he's sitting there throwing the ball over there trying to win this game when he could have just been like, oh, it's a it's two minutes or it's a minute fifty six. I'm going to run the ball, you know, hey, if something happens and a uh, running back gets free and they score, okay, great, you know, whatever. But he's passing the ball and he's do, calling timeouts. And I'm like, there are certain coaches out there who have class and certain coaches that don't have class. And he is a classless coach. He's always been to me and he always will be to me. Especially, I will never forget the fail Mary to this day, Packer fans, if you remember that, when they won the game uh, at the last few seconds um, and they had the replacement refs. And here's what he did. This shows how classless he is. He went to the, the reason they caught it a touchdown is because he went down there to the refs and he said, touchdown, caught a touchdown, caught a touchdown, touchdown. So one of the refs is saying it's an interception, which it was, by the way. And the other ref was like, oh, I guess it's a touchdown. He called it a touchdown. 
Now, he should have shut his mouth from there and said, take the win, right? No, he didn't. After that game, he was like, yeah, we won the game. Yeah, it was fair. Yeah, the refs made a good call. <laughs> he wouldn't shut up. So there's just things with me that make me just, every time I see him, I go, oh, my God. <laughs> Somebody get, get him out of there. And last but not least, I'm sorry, I got one more thing, Andy. <laughs> this is a nice rant, John. Continue. <laughs> last but not least. You warned us. I warned you, Packer fans. Last but not least, and Seahawks fans too, you cannot want this guy as your coach. He's not the guy anymore. He doesn't understand players. He doesn't understand football. And if you think he does, you're wrong. Because he has Geno Smith as his freaking quarterback, okay? And Geno Smith has been in the league long enough that he's probably going to go maybe a couple years or get hurt or something. And then you're screwed, Seahawks. You have nobody to take over for you, okay? And you're going to be like all these other teams that don't get a quarterback right away. And it's my last thing, and then we can move on. My last thing is when they made the playoffs last year, it was against the Rams. The Rams had won that game. It was over. And then the Seahawks started coming back, and there was a pass. I can't remember which receiver it was, but – I believe Jalen Reed or um, the corner for them at that time. I don't know if it's Jalen Reed or Jalen Smith. I always, always screw up with names. The cornerback who's really good for the Rams hit the receiver and kind of pushed him out of bounds. You're talking about Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Thank you so much. Jalen Ramsey. I'm so terrible with names. Sorry, Pac fan. Hit him out of bounds. But here's the thing the receiver was inbounds. Yet the ref said unnecessary roughness and gave the Seahawks a first down when they wouldn't have gotten it. And it was like a fourth down play and they wind up winning the game. And that was the, there were many questionable calls in that game. Again, he, he Carroll should have shut his mouth and just take it and just move on. No. What did he do? Gets up on the podium and he says, yep. Those are the right calls, and the refs did a really great job today, and they made – and I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, like, he should have shut his mouth. You don't have to say anything. You just go like – someone asks you, hey, Pete, what do you think of some of those questionable calls? You just go, yeah, mm-hmm, well, I, I, you know, they're the officials. Okay. Do a Bill Belichick, just on to the next. Like Bill Belichick always just says – when they give him some controversial things, Bill Belichick would go, uh-huh, yeah. Anyway, we're playing Cincinnati next. And he wouldn't even get involved in that. So, Pete Carroll, you suck. <laughs> I hope you lose every game this thinking. No, don't lose every game because then you can draft a quarterback. But I hope something happens that you do not ever coach again. Not that I want to get him hurt or anything, Packer fans. I'm not that crazy. But anyway, that's my rant. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think I'm doing time on that, but it was super bugging him. It was just, ah! So what what were you Andy. supposed to say, John? Remember that text you gave me during the game? <laughs> yes. So fuck Pete Carroll. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we hate you, Pete Carroll. We hate you, Pete Carroll! <laughs> anyway, let's get, to the, let's get to the stats and observations, shall we? <laughs> sure. We're ta we'll talk about the pre- Preseason game number three, the last one between the Packers versus the Seahawks or the Suckhawks, as uh, John likes to say. That was on Saturday, August, uh, I believe, 26th. 
yesterday at Lambeau Field, uh, and it was a win for the Packers, Yay! 19 to 15. I didn't feel like a winner though watching that game. I think both teams. <laughs> this is off the. Off, yeah. I'm going to go off the rails now. Both teams played uh, like it was yeah. a meaningless game, just like John. It was rough. John said, and uh, it was not very good. And it wasn't exciting. It was really what I like to call vanilla. It just, uh, it just was not a very good game. So, um, a little bit of a disappointment. You were hope you're hoping that it was gonna kind of crescendo, and it did not. So, but we'll talk away. I talk about some of the general takeaways and observations that um, that we had for the game, and uh, talk about that a little bit. Give you some insight. I mean, it wasn't a total loss that way, but it was a win for the Packers, but not a very good game. John, what do you think about that? It wasn't a very good game, was it? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was It was a very... Uh, I think everyone uh, who was playing was holding on too tight. You know, they weren't playing loose and having some fun, knowing, hey, this is their last... Everyone was just like... Yeah, they were calling plays, and they were almost playing not to get hurt. And I I understand that. Um, But also, you know, the Packers fans at Lambeau pay good money to watch a good product out on the field, and I just didn't think it was, uh, in my opinion. So, you know, but um, hopefully the product will be great out on the field this this coming season and everything. But so I'm going to talk a little bit about the general takeaways and observations uh, that we had. Uh, the first thing, uh, of course, Jordan Love and the offense seem to be ready for the season opener on Sunday, September 10th at 3.25 p.m. And that's against the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. So the eye test, as I like to call it, tells, tells me uh, that it's going to be okay. Uh, with Jordan Love as our starting quarterback, and hopefully a lot of people feel that way after watching the watching the game. He's played pretty well in all three uh, preseason games, so that's pretty good. Uh, second thing, uh, rookie kicker Anders Carlson continued his string of solid performances Woo! inside the friendly confines of Lambeau Field. He was nine of ten on field goals during family night made a 52-yarder last week against the Patriots and kicked a... That would have been good from 60. Right, yeah. And kicked a 57-yard bomb right before halftime uh, and drilled a 43-yarder as well against the Suckhawks. We won't talk about the missed extra points. Okay, we will. Uh, another Anders Carlson missed extra point during the... During, yeah, during the final game, and it was blocked. Um, the TV announcers missed, though. They missed the fact that the snap was way to the right across the body of the mm. holder, yeah, uh, which took more time to place the ball, which in turn helped give the edge guy a split second more time for the Seahawks to block the kick. Uh, point being, it wasn't totally Anders' fault, by the way. Um, the made field goals were great to see, though. Not only was Anders Carlson stellar, but the special teams unit didn't miss a tackle or have a single penalty, John. Isn't that great? Hey! Because last game, there were a lot. There were a lot. You know, they did pretty good in yeah. the tackling department last game, too, but um, way too many penalties in this game. They they kind of righted the ship, so to speak. So that's that's pretty awesome. 
Uh, the third thing, Sean Clifford, um, and I didn't even notice this till after the game. I was reading some articles. Uh, Sean Clifford came out of the game shaking his arm after converting a fourth and one sneak at the end of the third quarter. According to head coach Matt LaFleur, he just got hit on his funny bone and was fine. By the way, he did exit the game. However, only because it was Alex uh, Magoo's time to take over. Magoo uh, made some plays to wide receiver Jadakus Bonds down the field. They might be candidates for the practice squad. Uh, Bonds had the highest offensive PFF grade at 79.6, along with tight end Austin Allen. Uh, Magoo was third overall at 76.8. So the thing is, uh, if you're thinking about this, Packer fans out there, and John, you're probably like, wait a minute, we didn't even have anybody in the 80s or 90s on our offensive unit? Yes, that's correct. We did not. So Mm -hmm. again, it wasn't a stellar day for, you know, the offense or the defense um the defensive front seven for the packers looked pretty pretty good pretty deep carl brooks yep the back end of the defense looks a little bit inconsistent and laid on a lot of plays almost too slow to the ball uh which is no bueno uh safety uh rudy ford is back with the first unit and starting again at safety so um, that is a change. He was a- actually kind of demoted down to third string, and he kind of worked his way back into the starting lineup now. So, And then the fifth thing, uh, the, the late-game celebration was hopefully a positive wave of emotion that carries into the regular season. Benny Sapp's interception to seal the game caused uh, many of Benny's teammates to come to him, surround him, and celebrate the moment. LaFleur said, and he quotes, I think it's just a uh, just kind of an indication of how close this team has come together. End quote. Packers fans out there, let's hope so. And then, uh, John, uh, you got anything to say about that, or we're going to move on? Okay, so this is what I like to call quick hot hot takes for flaming hot Packers players slash coaches performances. So. Here's some hot takes. Uh, the first one is tight end Luke Musgrave looks mm-hmm. like the real deal. We've been saying this a lot. Fluid, good pad level, always leaning forward for positive yak or yards after the catch, by the way. And uh, he, sh- he shows really nice hands, too. He, he actually yeah. catches the ball and looks like he knows what he's doing when he's catching the ball. He's not fumbling around or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, when he catches it, he catches it. So, like, almost like glue, right? Um, and then, t- uh, tight end Tucker Craft even had a few catches and blocked well. They said he did a particularly good job blocking, which is a good sign, too. Um, quarterback Jordan Love again had a good feel for when to pull the ball down and run, had several plays where he ran the ball well, had a beautiful uh, back shoulder touchdown pass to Christian Watson, uh, because, uh, uh, Romeo Dobbs didn't play. <laughs> He's a last minute scratch. He just had a hammy. So that's probably why he threw to Christian Watson instead of Romeo Dobbs. Hopefully he gets better soon. Uh, overall, he looked very athletic and poised. We're talking about uh, Jordan Love. 
And uh, uh, side side note, he looks a lot better than even uh, San Francisco's uh, former first round pick that we talked about earlier that just got traded to the uh, to the Cowboy. uh, Dallas Cowboys, right? About the so Cowboys. That's so must a lot better pick than that was. So, mm-hmm. however, he did miss a, f- a few longer passes uh, yeah. uh, to uh, Christian Watson and Jaden Reed uh, that again showed his inconsistency at times. Like John says, John, what do patience. you say? <laughs> patience, Packer fans, patience. Exactly. So uh, um, one, once again, the Packers offensive line was blowing people off the ball and creating good movement during run plays that great pass protection too. Uh, they were giving all of our quarterbacks plenty of time to throw. There were a few pressures, but they weren't getting sacked. Um, so they did a really good job. So they weren't running for basically running for their lives. Uh, the offensive line is awesome. If we make the playoffs and I hope we do, yeah. And you're about to find out what our predictions are on that yes, a little bit later in the show. Uh, it will be because of our dominant line play, which has been pretty darn dominant. So looking really, really and good. This really, whole preseason, I, I'm not sure. Have they even given up a sack? James? Yes, they've given up one sack. One. That's it. One. Okay. Oh. And remember, Packer fans, Bakhtiari hasn't played a down in the preseason. Not one. And he's our best well, offensive lineman next to Elton Jenkins, I feel, and he hasn't even played yet. So, like, exactly. that's pretty, pretty good that we have something like this right now. So, And when he's healthy, he's one of the top three, top maybe guys. top five. About at it. The, yeah, he's, he's top five for sure. Yeah, he's so. like 90, uh, PFF grade, pro football focus grade. What was it, like 96 or 97, 98? Some yep. crazy he's a, he's a phenomenal player. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, cornerback uh, Carrington Valentine's uh, name got called a lot again. Aggressive, instinctive, uh, plays with great anticipation, good tackler. His PFF grade was 79, which is not mm. bad. That was one of the mm. highest on the defense as well. Still a little bit higher. Uh, Brenton Cox. Mm. We're going to talk about our keepers, mm-hmm. <laughs> our people that are going to make the roster. Uh, mm-hmm. Brenton Cox is very instinctive and smart. Uh, there was a play in which he and Colby uh, Wooden were in hot pursuit of uh, Seahawks quarterback Drew Locke. Wooden was closer, so Cox slid in the passing lane to bat down the pass or intercept it while still closing off any sort of running lane for the quarterback. So just a really smart, headsy play. He didn't, you didn't need both of them sacking the quarterback. He realized that Wooden was going to get there first. So he's be a very smart play. So I don't know if any of you remember that play, but if you go back and look at it, it's pretty, yeah, take pretty a look cool. at it. it's really smart what he does. Very so um, Brenton had some tackles for loss and multiple quarterback pressures uh, John, he also did a good job, job setting the edge. So like, the edge. Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> Bren Cox had a 86 PFF grade, which was second on defense. Mm. Uh, defensive lineman Carl Brooks and Kobe Woods had another good game with excellent pressure on the quarterback. Again, uh, oh, a special yeah. shout out to TJ Slayton. Uh, he hasn't mm-hmm. played a whole lot, but he hasn't really yeah. had to. And But it, when he has... Yeah. Uh, he has been very consistent and disruptive pretty much the entire camp. 
So he's done a great job. We haven't really given him a shout out. So I figured I'd oh. add that in. Yeah. And he um, was uh, a pick from Florida, what, a, two or three years back? I think, yeah, like three, I think he's three, yeah, three, four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's been getting better every single year. So yeah, it's better. it's nice to see he's uh, still on the team, which is great. He's yeah, it's starting to pay dividends for us. He's like the number two guy to Clark. He, you know, he's going to play a lot. Yeah, he's going to play a lot. Yeah. And then uh, this last part's kind of very very interesting. I'm going to talk a little mm-hmm. bit about one of the coaches, uh, defensive coordinator Joe Barry. Oh um, boy. <laughs> yeah, John's favorite guy was not on the field. Typically, he's on the playing field um, calling plays and whatnot. Uh, Taking the advice of multiple NFL defensive coordinators and head coach Matt LaFleur, uh, Barry decided to call the game from the press boxes overlooking the beautiful and historic Lambeau Field. That was something that Joe Barry had never done before, and it seems to be working. So maybe he'll continue to do that. So I figured I'd bring that up. They mentioned that, I believe, during the game. So I figured I if, if people weren't able to see the game, that was the first time. So, John, we're going to get right into our Packers Blitz uh, players of the game because that's what yep. we do. Um, I had to think really long and hard about this, <laughs> to be brutally honest, because yeah. I was looking at some of the stats, and I was like, I don't know. But it's kind of an easy choice as far as I picked uh, kicker Anders Carlson. So I'm just picking a couple. And outside linebacker Brenton Cox. Uh, so those are my two. Uh, I already went into why that probably is, and I shouldn't have to go into much detail on that. And then, uh, John, you had a had a couple as well, correct? Yes. <laughs> so mine is uh, Benny Sapp the third, I believe. Yep. That was going to possibly be my one because defense. He had a good game. He had he had. He had a nice game. He's still got a lot of work ahead of him. I hope he makes the practice squad. I really, really do. Um, and then I'm, I was going to say, go Brooks, but that, I'm going to say that all the time. <laughs> no, Luke Musgrave, because you're absolutely right. He is, if, this is a big if, patience, Packer fans, patience. But if we can use him like a Travis Kelsey like uh, Goddard from Philadelphia, so guys like that, where it's third down or go way back in the way back machine to Mark Chimura, where it's third and eight, third and nine. Here he is, right? We, we can't get the ball deep for whatever reason. Hey, there he is getting that first down. Could you look at Travis Kelsey? If Travis Kelsey was not there for Mahomes, he would still be a great quarterback. Let's let's not <laughs> oversell it. But how many football games have you watched, Andy, and Packer fans, where it will be third and, I don't know, 10, 11, and there's Travis Kelsey, slips out, and boom, they get the first down, and you're like, how the hell did they, <laughs> like, how'd they get that? But that's what Luke Musgrave, I feel, can be. It's going to take time. So, yeah, those but are they're going to have to find a way to free him up. That's why yes. Andy Reid is yes. such a genius when it comes to these play calls Correct. that he comes up with because he yeah, finds way to, ways to free him up. Yes. Uh, based on motion or, or the, how, you know, however, however the play is set up, they, it's designed to free up Kelsey. Yes. So, Correct. 
They'll stack and a couple a, wide and, receivers off to the right. He'll come yeah. in behind them. They'll yeah. clear out the area, and then he'll kind of right. move into the middle of the field and get a get a pass and, from Mahomes. So, and just really quick before we get to cut day uh, here, in our final <laughs> roster cut day. Um, yep. Just really, really, really quick. Um, there was a play where it was. I think it was the first or second quarter. Where Christian Watson had like three steps. On this corner from the Suckhawks, Seahawks, whatever. And I'm thinking, well, you you can't you you can't do that. You cannot put a corner if unless they got four, two, four, three speed on Christian Watson. You, you just can't. You're going to have to push a safety over there. So guess what? That field is going to open up in the middle because the safety is going to go deep. The corner is going to go after him. The linebacker can't, he's not going to get Musgrave. There's no way. So that should be that. That's Andy Reid's bread and butter. He just, you know, Kelsey's not as fast as he used to be, but, you know, he still finds a way to sneak in there. And that's what the Packers need to do. Again, I do that in Madden football all the time. <laughs> So it works for me. Hey, what do I know, right? But anyway, there you go. So and and John, great call on Benny Sapp. Uh, he had that interception to seal the game. So yes, I, I mean, that. that was kind of the play of the game. That's kind of how the game went. <laughs> there weren't many exciting plays. Yeah. That was exciting. That was that was, was fun to see. Um, so we're gonna get to cut day. One thing I want to say that I admire anyone that makes it to the NFL. Even if you're part of the 90, uh, and you, I don't know. To me, I really, not envy these guys, but I understand how hard it is. If you made the NFL, and even if you've been playing for a couple of preseason games, I think you should be really good. And it always breaks my heart, you know, even though I don't know these guys, how hard it would be, Andy. You know, you work your ass off. You get in there, and then one day somebody goes, hey, Andy, uh, we need to see you. Uh, head coach needs to see you. Matt LaFleur needs to see you and bring your uh, playbook. I mean, yeah, that's tough. That is really tough. So kudos to these guys, you know, that they just get to play in Lambo, and I wish them all luck, <laughs> you know, whoever gets cut. So anyway, that's just my thing. I uh, can go on and uh, kind of give some of the – stats on when this is going to happen yeah this is our first packers blitz cut day and and we're going to talk about the final roster of 53 according to us um and john yeah and john chime in if there's anything that you think might be off on that um so here's a little bit of a backstory on roster cuts maybe not yeah too interesting for everybody, but kind of interesting to me. So Packers Blitz fans, Packer fans all over the world. And John, the final and only cutdowns are on Tuesday, August 29th by 3 p.m. sharp. The roster goes from 90 down to the final 53. In previous years, there used to be multiple cutdown days, 90 to 85, 85 to 80, and then 80 to 53. Now it all comes in one big chunk. The day after that, the teams can form their 16-man uh, practice squad. So 
Um, that's just a little backstory on that. In previous years, they had more than one cut down, and this year only the one. So, so let's talk about our final fifty-three. John, chime in because these are mainly <laughs> mine. <laughs> and uh, if you have anything to say, let me know. So we're going to keep two quarterbacks, of course. We're going to keep Jordan Love and Sean Clifford. Uh, we're going to keep two running backs, Aaron Jones and Corey Dillon. We're not going to keep a third or a fourth. So, um, which means uh, Taylor and the hero Wilson from the preseason Wilson. will either be cut or be on the practice squad. Um, so... Uh, the fullback, and some people consider him a tight end. I can't tell. Uh, I read several things, and they, they keep calling them both. So I just put them as fullback. We're keeping one fullback, and that would be Josiah DeGuara, yeah. which would not be my first choice. But no. we only have two tight ends, and he can play tight yeah. end. Yeah. He can play that position. So technically, I guess we have three. Um, we... We'll just skip to tight ends. So we're going to keep two tight ends, Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft. Uh, you can put Josiah DeGuara in that if you'd like. So technically, we only really have three. Um, a lot of teams will carry four, even five. Uh, we are carrying three. And remember, uh, Packer fans out there, we ha we run a lot of two tight end sets. Uh, so, you know, we're... Um, most likely going to add somebody, I would assume, uh, from some of the cutdowns of the other teams. Who knows? Uh, so anyway, and then the wide receiver group, that that one's really interesting. So um, I'm saying it's going to be Christian Watson, of course, is going to be fine. He'll be on the team, of course. Romeo Dobbs, Samari Toure, and some publications have been saying he might even get cut. I don't think that's happening. He he had a good enough camp and he has proven that he can play in the National Football League. So he's going to make it. Jaden Reed's going to make it. Of course, he was our second round pick. Uh, Dantavian Wicks will also make it and Malik Heath. Um, Malik Heath has been uh, just a really good blocker and a really good uh, pass catcher for the team. And I just don't I think he's earned a spot. So those are the six I've got. But the note I do want to put in there is that seventh rounder Grant DeBose is another possible keeper. Uh, but right now I've got those six in. They said they may keep seven. If they do, it's probably going to be uh, DeBose. Um, and then the offensive line. And this was, was a toughie. Everybody's saying that they're going to keep nine. And unless they trade somebody, um, I have a feeling they might even keep 10. So I had it at 10. I've got left tackle David Bakhtiari, of course, left guard Elton uh, Jenkins, center Josh Myers, right guard John Runyon, uh, right tackle Zach Tom, uh, tackle Yash Nyman, guard Sean Ryan, uh, tackle Rashid Walker, tackle Caleb Jones. And this is the one uh, that, uh, he had a couple penalties last preseason game and hasn't really played well at times. Guard Royce Newman. Mm. So right now I got him in there, but there is a distinct possibility yeah. uh, that he may be cut or traded. Yes. Um, but he has been a starter in this league for us the last few years here and there. Uh, and so he can play a couple different positions. Uh, so he does have some value. 
but if they're going to keep nine, he's probably the odd man out at yes. that point. Uh, then uh, defensive lineman, I have uh, six being kept. And the sixth, of course, is my guy, Carl. Uh, sorry, not Carl Brooks. That's John's guy. Hey, Carl Brooks, that's my guy. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's staying anyway. Uh, Colby Wood, I'll just work backwards. Colby Wooden is also going to be, is he's a definite lock. Uh, Jonathan Ford, uh, that's the one that's iffy. Some people have said he might not make yeah. it. I think he's played well enough to make it, so I th- I've got him in. Uh, TJ Slayton. We talked about him earlier. Devontae Wyatt was our first-round pick last year. He's not getting cut. And then, of course, we've got our pro bowler, all pro occasionally, uh, Kenny Clark. And so we've got I've got six on the defensive line. Uh, the outside linebackers, though, uh, my guy, Brenton Cox, is going to make the club. So we're going to keep six. Rashawn Gary, of course, uh, as long as he's, he doesn't start on the pup list, which I don't think he's going to because he's back with the club. Yeah. Uh, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Lucas Van Ness. Of course, he's going to be there. He's our first round pick from this year. Kingsley Enigbare. He also plays special teams. He's one of our core special teams players. He's going to make it. He's been phenomenal. Justin Hollins. He's one of our uh, core uh, special teams players. He should make it as well. If any of those guys get gets cut or put on the practice squad, it could be Hollins or Cox at that point. But I'm saying they're going to keep six because uh, all these guys are legit players and can put pressure on the quarterback. Um, Brenton Cox has played really well, I thought. so, And he played really well again in the last preseason game. I've got him in. Um, yeah. So inside linebackers, we got Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, Isaiah McDuffie, uh, Eric Wilson, and Tariq carpenter now the last one Tariq uh has kind of moved i think from safety to inside linebacker he's learning a new position he does play uh some special teams but uh Tariq is definitely on the bubble but i've got him as of right now john i've got him yeah. in okay and that's due to the injuries that we've had on special teams okay. uh cornerbacks i've got five i got jair alexander of course rasul douglas Keyshawn nixon carrington valentine is definitely going to make it and then the last one I've got in is right now is Ennis Gaines. Ennis Gaines is one, again, another guy who mm-hmm. played special teams. Uh, that's because Eric Stokes is going to probably be on the pup list. Yeah. And that's why Ennis is in. Um, and then so it's down to Ennis Gaines and Corey Ballantyne for the final roster spot. So I've, I've seen it both ways where Ballantyne makes it, Gaines doesn't. I've seen it where neither one makes the team. Uh, but I have Ennis Gaines in because of his special teams value. Yeah. Uh, so I got him in. And then the safeties, um, they had uh, a lot of publications had six in. I've got five. I've got Darnell Savage, of course. He's this, one of the starters. Uh, Jonathan Owens, Rudy Ford, uh, Dallin Lovett, and Anthony Johnson. So those five. And so the note I want to make is that Tavarius Moore, people are probably asking about him. He used to play with San Francisco. He's probably going to be on the pup list, um, I would assume. Otherwise, uh, if he's not on the pup list, they will probably keep him. And then you're looking at probably Tariq Carpenter gets cut and maybe put on the practice squad. So uh, Tavarius Moore is a good enough player and has played in this league at a high level. And I don't see them cutting him. No. Um, but he could end up on the pup list, and that would um, 
would mean that uh, we're going to keep five safeties instead of six. And then the last one are the specialists. And I've heard a lot of chatter this last week, and this is going to be a Packers Blitz special, which I'll get into in a second. But we're going to keep, of course, Anders Carlson. Mason Crosby is not going to be with the club, at least not yet. <laughs> not yet. Um, and then I've got um, uh, long snapper Matt Orzik. Uh, he, of course, somebody's got a long snap, and he's our guy. Uh, but the last one, and I've heard some chatter in the last few days on this, and this is a Packers Blitz special, that Daniel Whelan, who I who I was kind of talking about earlier, uh, that USL, USFL kicker uh, that we did talked about on some previous podcasts, um, I'm saying they are going to keep them. And so which means they are going to uh, cut Pat, uh, punter Pat O'Donnell, who punted for us last year, and that's in order to save $1.5 million in cap space. So um, that's what they said might happen because Whelan has shown enough. Uh, but that's taking a huge risk because uh, he would be new to the uh, holding part. Yeah. And so he has worked with the, on that, but he's new to it. And uh, he has an unbelievable leg. So then you would have two legit players and kickers uh anderson anders carlson and and the punter daniel whelan those two guys have major you know just great legs and so the big thing is what whelan is that he um he's very has very powerful kicks but he's gotten better at angling kicks and getting kicks inside of the 20 and he he showed that in the last preseason game so they may just take a flyer on him and not risk putting him on the you know, yeah, I got gotcha. you. So, so that's that's my fifty-three. Nice. I and love... uh, I'm not sure if you want to move anything around or no, you know, no. Uh, you that's got. Good, I think that's what I got. Spot on. You nailed it, buddy. That is that is perfect. Um, the practice squad is going to be jammed packed. I. Think think with a bunch of and we're not going to talk about that because we'll we'll wait till later maybe we'll mention it on the next episode but it's gonna be jam-packed with some really really good players so um I, i'm i'm excited i you know i'm excited that yes we have a lot of youth and yes we need patience but i think our talent pool is going to slowly come to the surface here which that's really good we're we're getting uh getting better players that can help us now and in the future so we have a really deep roster, John. We really do. And that makes me feel do. really good about this season. Yeah, you need it. And if Jordan Love can just stay upright and, yeah. and kind of even game manage, I think we're going to yeah. win some games. So I'm feeling better yeah. about our win totals, which now we're going to talk about our predictions yeah. for the season, John, aren't we? Hey. Yep. So, so we're going to go now into Packers Blitz Expert 2022. Three twenty-four NFL season predictions. John, do you like how I put expert in there? Yes, because we are experts. We've been watching football since we've been little. Yeah, tight. we're experts, we're little, right? We're little shavers. Um, now, with me, I did not give record because I think that's silly. Like, if they win the division, they win the division. Who gives a shit if they win it twelve and five? And I don't care about that. So it, that's fine if you do that. It, it, to me, is like whatever. So let's get right into it. But the NFC East by far is the strongest division. Okay. This is what's going to happen. And I know you guys are going to be like, uh, this is 
yeah, this is kind of what happened last year. Well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Philadelphia wins the NFC East, followed by the New York Giants, Dallas Cowboys. I know you're probably thinking, aren't the Cowboys better than the Giants? I don't I, until until you show me that uh, you, the quarterback for the Cowboys. Why am I drawing a blank on him right now? Um, damn it! <laughs> why am I drawing a Cowboy blank? Uh, I'm the, blanking on it too. We're both blanking. Okay, we're both. That's how well we love them. Uh, until he gets it together, it, it's just no. I'm sorry. I, I just I just can't trust him. And the Commanders, you're really going to start a rookie, Howell, uh, I think his name is. Uh, <laughs> like, come on. Exactly. And they, you know, they, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I just don't look at it like um, they, they're going to. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Thank yep. you so much. That's what we do here. And Trey Lance. He's third. And Trey three. Lance. And, and really, <laughs> Trey Lance. And come on. I, I just Fourth don't see that yeah, Nobody I don't was even happened. close to offering anything like oh, that. What a waste. Supposedly. Okay, so let's go right into this. So Philadelphia wins that going away. They're just too good. They yep. got everybody back. They're, they're just too good. NFC West, uh, 49ers, Suckhawks. And the Suckhawks are not making the playoffs. Well, they probably will make the playoffs. So I don't want them to. And then you have two of the worst teams in the NFL, in my opinion, the Cardinals and the Rams, because they, I was watching both of these in preseason and they look like what's going on, man. Like really. And there was a player, um, this is on, if you want to watch Andy, it's on YouTube. Uh, one of the Rams players um, last game, uh, preseason game, some running back, some third or fourth string running back was going into the end zone and the Rams player grabbed the guy by the face mask so hard that he almost ripped the guy's face off. I mean, it was like, it's insane. And I'm like, okay, you have players like that who are literally going to cause injury to people to end people's careers and they're on your team. I don't know what to say. So that is the NFC West. It's the 49ers and the suck hot. Um, We'll go from there. So, uh, do you now? Do you want to talk I about do. yours? For I do. I would up? like to rebuttal okay. your picks. Rebuttal. Yep. No, I've got the same same two winning each of the divisions. So, but we'll start off with the NFC East. Uh, I've got the Eagles winning it, uh, but I have the Cowboys and the Giants. Really? So I got the Cowboys in second mm-hmm. place, the Giants in third, and then I've got the Commanders uh, coming in last. Yep, and uh, so I'm not going to go into great detail. If you're no. interested in why I'm picking that, John, you pretty yeah, you did a good job yeah. of going through yeah. that. So um, yeah. I just think the Cowboys have a little bit more de- talent, well, especially defense. on defense. Yeah, and they've got some really good. They got a really good running back in Pollard, and they got a really good uh, a wide receiver in CD Lamb. A couple yeah. players that are. Um, you know, not that, that the Giants don't have a few offensive weapons, but I think they have a little bit better, uh, at least top two. Um, so I so I picked them, and they have a better defense than the Giants do. But Giants have 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 a good defense. I'm not saying that they don't. I just think the Cowboys 
have a more opportune defense. They're going to get some touchdowns and some uh, turnovers a little bit more than the Giants are. So I have them just above the Giants. I think the Giants are going to be okay, but they are not going to have as good a record as the Cowboys. So I flipped those two. Uh, And then in the NFC West, I've got the 49ers winning it. And I was very close to picking the Seahawks, by the way, John. <laughs> but um, really, but mm. I'm I'm thinking that the 49ers. It doesn't really matter who the quarterback's gonna be. Um, even Sam Darnold, if he had to play for a little while, uh, probably would yeah. do just fine. He, he is error prone, but um, they have a really good head coach that isn't gonna allow that, and so yeah. they'll they'll script it so he doesn't make those those major mistakes. So I got the 49ers. Then I've got the Seahawks in second place. And then I have the Rams in third. You had the Cardinals. I picked the Rams. The Cardinals are the worst, probably the worst team in the national football league by far. So I've got them in dead last. And uh, they, I don't even know who their uh, quarterback is at this point. Um, I I think they had like Colt McCoy or something and they said he was going to get cut. So um, their starting quarterback isn't even ready to come back yet. So I have them definitely in last place. I'm not in agreement with you. I'm not saying the Rams are great, but they are not going to be last in the division. I really think that's going to be the. Okay. All right. Let's move on then. All right. So NFC South Uh, Saints. This is a bad division too. Saints, Falcons, Buccaneers, uh, Carolina Saints, just because you know you, you're you just have a veteran quarterback um, that you can hopefully rely on. Um, they're a pretty good defense. Uh, the Falcons, the Buccaneers, and the Carolina Panthers Ugh. all have young quarterbacks. All have young teams. Um, again, not a very solid division, um, nope. and kind of kind of boring in my opinion. Um, Saints will make it out of there. Should be no problem. So let's go to our favorite division, the NFC North. Yeah. All right. So I know what you're probably thinking. You're going to go, you're not picking Detroit, are you? Yes, I am. <laughs> I <ain't picking> Detroit. <laughs> uh, they look good. Now, can they live up to the hype? Because now the spotlight is on Detroit. And the last time the spotlight was on Detroit is when they had Megatron and Barry Sanders right in the nineties, late mid nineties. Right. Other than that, no one has given a, a Detroit care about them. Okay. So this one, I know I'm a Homer. I picked the Packers the second. And the reason why is because I saw enough of the preseason for me to do that. Even though it's a Homer, I saw enough. The Vikings, in my opinion, are a mess. One, they lost some critical leadership on their um, defense. Zadarius Smith, Patrick Peterson. There's a couple other guys that left. They lost some guys on their offense. Kirk Cousins, Costco hot dog, doesn't have a contract for next year, and the owner's not sure if they're going to bring him back. So it's just dysfunction. Um, And then the Bears, um, I picked them last just because I still think they're an up-and-coming team. They're going to win games, but they still don't have the leadership, in my opinion, with Justin Fields. And eventually, somebody's going to smack Justin Fields and knock him out for the year. He can't keep running like that. So, Andy, let's go to your picks. Yeah, um, we are in lockstep with the NFC North. 
And uh, you're probably happy to hear me say this because I had it uh, where the Packers were in last place. And I have changed my mind watching the, the preseason and whatnot. Nice. And I think they have a good chance. I went back and 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 analyzed a little bit, and I'm going to actually say this. I think there's a, ch- a really good chance that they're say nine and eight, <laughs> and um, so I've got the Lions winning the division. I've got the Packers in second. I've got the Vikings, and then the Bears, just like John Adam. And I'm I'm in agreement with John that Justin Fields is probably going to get hurt again, and he has not proven that he can throw the football. No. And he's got some weapons. It's great that they're surrounding him with talent because they want to find out if he's the guy and he better play well this year. Otherwise he won't be the guy and he'll be out of Chicago. Um, so he, there's a lot of pressure on them and I think they're going to kind of fold um, the Vikings. I'm in total agreement with you as well. They, they don't, who do they have on defense? So their defense is going to just totally suck. And so their offense is not good enough. They lost Dalvin Cook, uh, and they did draft a wide receiver. I don't care. Um, they just, I just don't think they're a good enough uh, team. And in yeah. off, it's not all about offense. You have to play some defense, and they have nobody no. on defense. So I think they're going to take a step back, a major step back, and they are not going to win the division this year. And yeah. they're going to end up in in third place in the division. So I've got. Right. Uh, the exact same rankings that you have. And All right, uh, great. I'm feeling good about it too. Pretty proud of right. picking awesome. the Packers in second. So nice. then I've got, uh, I've got the saints, the Falcons, just like John uh, saints winning the division for the NFC South and then the Falcons in second place. But then I differed with John. I've got Carolina in third really? place and I got Buccaneers in last. I really think the Buccaneers in a certain way they're when they, um, when they have Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterback, yeah. they're trying to tank when they're doing that. So <laughs> I, I just think they're they're yeah. they do have some players still on that team, but Baker Mayfield's Baker Mayfield, man. So I just Ooh, think I that the Saints and the Falcons are both going to benefit from having Carolina and the Buccaneers, and they're going to beat up, mm-hmm. up on those two and win some games. So I I. I have actually the Saints and the Falcons eventually getting into the playoffs. We'll get into that in a second. But yeah, I think it's that. because they're going to be beating up on those two. And uh, they're going to both yeah. be horrible. So yeah. they may end up with the same record. But I've got okay. I've got Carolina and the Buccaneers uh, in that order. So flip-flop from John. All right. So let's go to AFC, shall we? We uh, shall. AFC West, we'll start with that. So uh, pretty easy. Chiefs, <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, Broncos, um, yeah, I know what you probably think. I, I had trouble with the Broncos putting them there. Chargers and then Raiders. Uh, Raiders are a dumpster fire surrounded by another dumpster fire. Um, Devontae Adams, could have stayed with us, buddy. Just saying, just saying, buddy. Um, so that's easy. Um, AFC East, this is the fun one because you know who it's the Jets. Um, so AFC East, this is a real puzzler for me because I think this is a it's a it's a better division than you give it credit. Okay. The AFC West, I mean, it's the Chiefs and eh, Chargers, Broncos, I guess. Uh, but Chiefs by far just gonna dominate again. 
So I'm picking the Bills again for Bills Mafia out there. I'm picking the Jets. I've seen them in preseason. They're up and down. I know they're inconsistent. They got, they have to. I mean, they have to. They got too much uh, riding on this. Uh, Patriots, just because it's Bill Belichick and he can coach in his sleep. Dolphins, I picked last. And the reason why is because Tua, I have no faith in him. Zero, 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 zero faith in Tua. So, Andy, uh, what do you think? Let's start with AFC West. Actually, I'm going to start with the AFC East. Because we are not in, in total agreement at all on that division. Oh, and I do, I, and I, do, I do agree with you about Tua. And the Dolphins Come could on. easily be in last place. But this is his last chance. Last chance. So so we'll see what happens. They don't you have the world's... wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I might be. Um, they, they don't have the world's best offensive line to protect him. So we'll see what happens. I've got the I've got the Bills winning the division. I've got the Dolphins in second place. They have a really, really, really good defense. They've added some Holy players, and I think that's going to help their cause. So I've got yeah, them but in they second. Can't score any points? Well, we'll see if two is you know to his quarterback they they did score points even when he didn't play um they That's have a really true. good head coach and offensive coordinator um i've got the jets in and third i think it's going to be not a wow. good season for them their offensive lines not going to hold up mm-hmm. and you know rodgers on that turf we'll see what happens but yeah that's right you know, he has a lot of soft tissue injuries anymore and whatnot, yeah. and hopefully he doesn't hurt his calf or whatever. But yeah. uh, I've got them in third, and then I've got the Patriots dead last. And uh, wow. that's just the way. I don't think the Patriots okay. are a very talented team. They have a really good defense, but yeah, that's a really awesome. tough division and a really good uh, AFC. Yeah. And I just think really they're going to end up being – they may tie the Jets, um, you know, mm. And like you're absolutely right, John. The Dolphins may be in last place. Then you just bump everybody up. It's going to go Bills, Jets, Patriots, and Dolphins in last. Yeah, if something yeah. happens to Tua, it's all over probably for the yep. Dolphins. That's true. Oh, yeah. And then the AFC, AFC West, I've got the Chiefs, of course. Until somebody knocks them off their pedestal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, Mahomes is really good on the road. Yeah, he's really good. And it doesn't matter that that's a really good division. He still finds a way to win. I don't know how he does it. He's just well, I do. He's a really good player. Yeah, One of really by the player. top right. By the top player in the league. Um, so you got the Chiefs uh winning the division. You got I, I have the Chargers in second place, mm. and I've got the Broncos in third. I think they're losing a lot of people on offense, a lot yeah, of Judy uh, skill position. Yeah. yeah, a lot of skill position players. So I mean Russell can't do it all by himself. So, and they've got that running back too uh, that's coming back from knee surgery, major uh, knee surgery. So, you know, they got a lot of question marks. And, um, you know, they have a really good head coach. I'm not, you know, demeaning him in every, any way, but I think he's going to have a tough first year. And I don't think he's going to, going to make the playoffs and he's going to end up in third place. And I've got the Raiders, of course, in last. I think everybody's just going to be beating up on those guys all year. Yeah, and the Raiders do have a little bit of talent here and there. They do, uh, but they do not have the quarterback. Yep. So in that division, if you're ranking the quarterbacks, that's pretty much how I have the division going. <laughs> yeah. As 
based on that. So yeah, that's why I did what I did. All right, cool. So let's do AFCs. I'm going to do AFC South Jaguars. Um, yeah, I, I think they're, they, they still got some of that fire from last year. I think they'll do fine. Um, Titans. I'm really iffy on them. <laughs> Texans. I'm even more iffy and Colts with Jonathan Taylor in this situation. Um, boy, what a mess. I feel sorry for the Colts. Uh, because the, you know, these three such a good team and fun team to watch. Now they're a, a dumpster fire and a dumpster fire, just like the Raiders. Um, and that's a yeah. weak division. I think the Titans and Jaguars will battle it out. AFC North. Um, well, before you go to that, John, okay. I am in total agreement with the AFC South. I had the exact same picks. Okay. We'll move right. on to AFC North. I don't need yeah, to say yeah. anything very eloquently no, no, no. said. Okay, cool. Um, so then AFC North, uh, Bengals, well, Jaburo, you hope he can stay healthy. Um, that's a big, big, big one for the Bengals. Uh, if he's not healthy, eh, it could be a long season. Although they are a talented team, hopefully they can bounce back from it. Steelers, <laughs> just because of the Steelers and Kenny Pickett's doing what, uh, better, and uh, they just find a way to win. Uh, Ravens, I think they take a down year this year. Just because I, I, they do have talent, and they're always a Harbaugh is a very nice, a good coach. I just don't see them. I they see the Steelers up and coming, uh, and then the Browns, just because of the Browns, <laughs> they just can't get out of their own way. Um, yeah, so that was me. So what do you got? Yeah, I've got the Bengals winning uh, that division, the AFC North uh, as well. Uh, but I've got the Ravens in second place instead of the Steelers. Mm. I think all three of those teams are going to be above 500 cool. because Tomlin always is above Tomlin 500, right? Is. Yeah. So, but I think those three teams are really good teams, really solid teams. Yeah, and the Browns, I don't have any faith in those guys and no. their starting quarterback. Uh, so I've got them dead last, just like you do. Okay. So I just flip flop the Ravens and the Steelers. I think all three of those teams are going to be pretty good. And uh, you're right. Joe Burrow has to stay healthy. Uh, yeah. Fingers crossed, I'm sure, by the yeah. Bengals fans for that one. Yeah. They they have been trying to put a really stout offensive line in front of them. They've been trying. Trying. And as long as that happens, uh, he's definitely has a ton yeah. of weapons on mm-hmm. offense still. Oh, yeah. He'll be so. fine. Yeah. So let's get right to the NFC playoffs. And Andy, I know you're gonna be like, Homer. God, you you Homer. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I'm gonna say this. This is my so you know uh, everyone has bold predictions or that team that sneaks in right. Last year it was the Jaguars. Like everybody's, oh they're gonna be good. Maybe they're not. And then boom, look at them. I mean they they really went places. And years before, it might have been like the Car- Arizona Cardinals or whatever, right? There's always that team that just comes out of nowhere that people don't expect. That's our Packers. They will be the seventh seed. The sixth seed would be the Saints. Fifth seed, Cowboys. Fourth seed, Giants. Third seed, oh my God, Detroit fans. When have you been the third seed <laughs> the NFL playoffs? Second seed, 49ers. First seed, Philadelphia. So, Andy, what do you think? Yours is a little different. <laughs> it's a little bit different. Yeah, I've got the uh, I've got the Falcons as the oh. seventh seed. 
only because they're in a horrible division. That's true. They're and I bad. think they're going to get some extra wins from that, and they're going to sneak in. So I've got them at the seventh seed. Um, they do have a lot of offensive weapons, but a really inexperienced quarterback. So we'll yeah. see. Uh, they yeah. could be really good on offense, and their defense has been improving. So I've got them sneaking in. Uh, then I've got the Saints as the sixth seed, just like you. The fifth yep. seed are were the Cowboys. And the fourth seed, I had the Seahawks what? in there. So I've got them making the playoffs. That's a big change uh. from you and me. You've got the Giants. The Giants ain't making the playoffs. So I got the Seahawks in there. And then I've got the uh, Lions as the third seed, just like you. The 49ers as the second seed. And the Eagles uh, as the first seed. Yeah. So we're in lockstep with those. Gotcha. So let's go to wild card. So Packers, 49ers, uh, Saints, Detroit, Cowboys, Giants. And, oh, excuse that, me. That's me. <laughs> oh, that, is that you? Yeah, it, it just went down so okay yeah no cowboys, you got you got cowboys giants you're right yeah i just mine yeah. just went over there i'm <laughs> sorry i must have hit um so that's kind of, that is your wild card um and then what what do you say for wild card yeah i've got well again when you look at the seeds the way we had them so i've got the falcons and the 49ers i've got the saints and the lions and then I got the uh, Cowboys and the Seahawks in the wild card. So those, okay. yeah. So. All right. All right. Um, and then the divisional round. Yeah. So divisional, I got Eagles, Giants, uh, and believe it or not, 49ers in Detroit. <laughs> yep. Yep. I've got that as well, John, except I've right. got the Eagles and the Seahawks. I've got the Seahawks making it through against the Cowboys because it's really? going to be in Seattle. And I think oh, the Cowboys true. are going to choke yeah. and uh, the Seahawks are going to find a way to beat them. Special teams play, whatever. Gotcha. Um, so that's, that's why I have them. And I think the Cowboys are going to be frustrated again. <laughs> I hate to say again. it. So again, so, but we're in pretty much in lockstep with that for the most yeah. part, except the Seahawks sneak it. Yeah. You got the Giants. You feel really good about the Giants. I do not. Um, yep. I think they might be close to 500 this okay. year, but they are not right. going to make the playoffs, in okay. my opinion. But all right, we'll see, right? And then NFC Championship game, no surprise. Nope. Eagles 49ers. That's who I've got. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And then going to the Super Bowl, who's going? Eagles <laughs> again. Yep. Okay. Sorry, I got, I got them going again too. So we're in lockstep with yeah. that. So let's get the AFC, uh, and we'll talk about this more as the season goes on and stuff. But it, you know, come on, it's it's Eagles. I mean, unless there's something again during the season, a lot of stuff can happen. You never know who who's healthy and who's not. So yep. let's go to the AFC playoffs. So I got seven seed Broncos, six seed Ravens, fifth seed Jets, fourth seed Bills, third seed Bengals. Second seed, believe it or not, Jaguars. And, of course, the <laughs> wow. first seed is the Chiefs. So uh-huh. what do you got, Andy? Yeah, so this is really setting up for you like it did last year, John. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know how things change a lot in the National Football League. I from know. Year year. But but I okay. Just, I okay. Just, well, those are your picks. Um, seventh seed, I've got the Dolphins in okay. there. I'm feeling really good about them. Right, but you're right. Dolphins. Joe gets hurt, and they won't be there. Um, 
<laughs> Dolphins is the seventh seed they're going to sneak in. Then I've got the sixth seed being the Chargers. Really? Okay. Yep. I've got the fifth. They're going to get back in again this year. Um, the fifth seed would be the Ravens. Uh, you got them as six seed, but I got them as five, which is pretty close. That's good enough. And then the fourth seed, I also have the Bills. The third seed, I also have the Bengals. The second seed, though, I've got the Chiefs. What? And my justification for that is I think they're going to lose more games in the division than they have in previous years. Okay. And so because of that, because of the Jaguars being in a suckier division, a much suckier division, they are going to become somehow the first seed. That's not going to help them, but they're going to be the top seed. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold okay. up. Where are the Jets? They're not in there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, yeah. man, this is a Packers Blitz special. Yeah. No Jets in the playoffs. Nope. Oh. Nope. nope. Wow. What's the reason? I just hear it really quick. What is your reasoning? Oh, I, I just don't think they're going to make it. They have a really good defense, but I don't think that's going to be enough. Okay. Something's going to happen. You know, they don't have enough depth on that offensive line. And if they can't protect Rodgers, it's all over. I'll take. So, you know, I just, I mean, my opinion, they aren't going to make it. Now, if they do, it's going to be, again, they're going to take the Dolphins spot and they'll sneak into the playoffs and maybe go on a run like he did in what, 2012 with us? Was it 2010? (laughs) Way back when. Way back. Yeah. All right, so wild cards obviously would be different. So wild cards, I have Broncos, Jaguars, uh, Ravens, Bengals, Jets, Bills. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> not good for the Jets, maybe. Uh, I've got the Dolphins and the Chiefs. I've got the Chargers and the Bengals and the Ravens and the Bills in the wild card. Interesting. All right. So divisional, yep. divisional. I have Jaguars, Bengals, and Bills, Chiefs. Yep, I've got all the same teams that you have, except different because they were different seeds. So I got the Chiefs playing the Bengals again, and the Bills uh, playing the Jaguars. Okay. So all same four four teams, just different. You know, teams playing different uh, teams. You know. In different spots, but yeah. So the AFC championship game, John, yep. what do you got? Chiefs, Bengals, same old, same old. Okay. In the AFC championship. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got the Bengals beating the Chiefs. Woo! I've got the Bengals and the Bills. The Bills will beat the Jaguars. Even wow. though the Jaguars will be at home, it won't matter. Okay. Okay. And then, so my Super Bowl, I got the Chiefs, and you got the who? Bengals. Bengals. The Bills get shut out again. Oh, Bills yep. fans. Oh, Bills fans. Yeah, their defense is good, but not good enough to stop the Bengals. So we'll uh, have them going, and I think it's Joe Burrow's year to go. Yeah. Again, so okay. But then, so that, so then you got. So, John, you have the same Super Bowl as the, the previous same year. Super Bowl winner from last year, the Chiefs. I'm boring. Okay. Yeah. Who <laughs> you got? I've got the Eagles winning. The so Eagles beating the Bengals. 
from yep. well, they haven't won since 2018. They the Eagles, finally they're gonna fly. Out. They're gonna fly and they're gonna beat. Right. Uh, they're gonna beat the Bengals. Joe Burrow's gonna get there again and then lose again. Oh, Joe Burrow! So he's gonna get eaten alive by by their defense. Their yeah, defense is defense. stacked. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. stacked. So okay. Got, so as long as Jalen hurts, you know, it always comes down to the quarterback. As long yeah, as he, he stays has, upright, no. they have a great offensive line in front of him. Yeah, so they, so right. it's a no brainer. Right, I mean, that's just the way it goes. Yep. All right. Packer Blitz fans, if you don't agree with this, comment <laughs> and be like, you guys are off. You guys, what do you guys been smoking? Uh, you can send it to PackersBlitz80 at gmail.com or comment on any one of our podcast uh, sites uh, that you want to, Spotify, Apple, whatever. So end of the podcast. Andy, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, John, I cut you off. <laughs> Uh, so I was just going to give a quick preview of next week's episode and I didn't even really talk to John about this, but this is what my plan is for next week. It may change, but um, sure. so the, we, we need to talk about who actually made the 53 man roster. So that's the first thing in next week's episode. The second thing, uh, a Packers blitz ranking of the Packers 13 draft picks in this year's 2023 draft. Um, I would guess not all 13 of them is go are going to be on the team, but we're going to rank them next week. Does that sound like fun, John? I love it. Okay. And then very interesting. The Packers will have the cheapest offense in the NFL <laughs> and Packers blitz. will discuss that. So we'll talk about some interesting facts with that whole thing. And then a uh, very, very interesting. Very interesting. Green Bay Packers fans take the crown for the most beers per game. And it's not even close. Tune in next time to find out how many beers we pound per game. Brewski. It's not even close, John. Mm. So, yes. I got so you, it's a little teaser for next week. We'll talk a little bit about the beer chugging by, by Packers fans. And then the fifth thing, the big, big things we have learned from training camp and what that means for the upcoming Packers 2023-2024 campaign. And then the last thing I, that I would like to talk about <laughs> would be, of course, we're, you know, we're going to uh, we're going to preview the first game of the season against the, the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. Of course, we're going to go through that before the game on September 10th, I think it is. Right. Yeah. OK. So I'm not sure, John, exactly when we'll be back, hopefully in the next week or so, and uh, we'll have to discuss that, but busy week. Busy week, my friends. Uh, again, Andy, thank you so much. Uh, I love doing this podcast with you. Remember, rate us five stars uh, wherever you listen to Packer Blitz on your favorite podcast site, Apple, Spotify, Pocket Cast, wherever you listen to. We love you out there. Um, this is going to be an interesting season. Patience, patience, patience. And that's it. Uh, love you guys. And Andy, love you. I will say go pack, go. Go pack, go. Everybody. Later.